This is my first time. I'm your host, Abby Sue, and today it is a roommate edition, and I have one of my roommates, Ariana Lopez. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Are you super excited, or it's okay if you're not? <laughs> um, I'm excited. I'm nervous to blow out your guys' eardrums when I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for that. But yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. And today's movie, we are talking about The Glorious Phantom Menace. Mm. Um, okay, guys, I'm going to be honest. I love Star Wars, but I don't know if this is my favorite one. <laughs> but this is Ariana's, one of her favorites. Right? Yeah, so yeah. I respect. Okay, so Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace came out in 1999. It's technically um, referred to as a epic space opera. Nice. I'm, I thought... I don't understand because there's no opera in it. I mean, in the <laughs> in the um, epic space opera. Yeah. So like in the and the, some of the soundtrack sounds like operatic. Mm-hmm. So I understand, but I I thought it would be like a musical. Yeah. If I read space opera, space like aliens in <laughs> spacing it yeah. opera, but it's not. So it's okay. So, the Phantom Menace in 1999 came out and it was written and directed by our Lord and Savior George Lucas. <laughs> Um, Produced by Lucasfilm and distributed by 20th Century Fox. And this stars Liam Neeson, mm, Ewan McGregor, Natalie Portman, Jake Lloyd, Ian McDermott, Legend, Anthony Daniels, Kenny Baker, and Frank Oz, and a few others. (laughs) This is the first installment in the Star Wars prequel trilogy, and it begins the Skywalker saga. And it's kind of weird because it flips. So technically this is one, but this is the fourth movie that came out. Yeah. I never got that right. When people are like, oh, which one's your favorite? I'd be like, Sex? I feel like there's a very, yeah, different type of like fan base. Mm-hmm. That's like these three come first, these three yeah. come first, you know. But I saw this first, so. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. All right. So let's talk about it. Do you remember your first time watching this film? Yeah, it's so weird. I think this is one of the first or the few films that I like have a distinct memory of watching it for the first time. Um, we were in our home. I like distinctly remember the like TV in front of me and like the like song coming on and seeing the yellow like mm-hmm. letters come up. Um, it was this was the first one I watched, and I think I had seen someone seeing it, and I was like, hey, like I want to watch that. But I was four or five. Oh wow! Um, and so I, I had I was just like this cool film with like all the lights and yeah. jazz and stuff. Um, so I asked for it to be put on, and then I just literally was on the floor, sitting, yeah. um, watched it, fell in love, and then I think I just kind of watched them after that and yeah. liked it ever since. But wow. yeah, so I clearly remember where I was it was awesome I like loved it right off the bat it was great was it like your first sci-fi film that you've well because you were four or five like did you seen any before that do you know I think it was I mean I growing up we were super like into Mm sci-fi so we watched a lot of them but I think that was one of the first I watched yeah that's cool yeah so I it probably sparked a love for like nerdy things like that was it so Right off the bat, well, you were like four and five. You were four slash five. Yeah. Was it, was that like, were you immediately into like the Star Wars fandom or did it take you like a few years to like yeah. understand it and then be like, okay, I'm a Star Wars fan? I'm sure I didn't understand what the heck was going yeah. on, <laughs> but I 
I mean, I got the, like, good and evil and, Mm -hmm. you know, these, like, heroes coming in. I think that, like, even till now, like, just this, like, um, likeness to, like, space and, like, everything, like, universe-like. I don't know. It's just really fascinating. Mm -hmm. So being that young, I was like, this is just really cool. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what the heck a lightsaber was or, like, how they worked. But (laughs) it's just, like, a lot of things that intrigued me. So right off, I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. I'm in love. Oh, that's cool. I honestly – well – we're only, how many years apart are we? One? Two? 1996. Okay, 1997. Yeah, one. So, like, I don't even remember, like, the first time I, sorry, guys, this is my podcast. I don't remember <laughs> my first time watching this film. Uh, I remember my, like, first time rewatching the whole thing, and I think yeah. I was, like, a freshman in high school. But, yeah, I don't really remember watching this one. I do remember watching um, Revenge of the Sith mm-hmm. in the theaters. That's, like, when that mm. came out, that's when I was, like, oh, I'm aware, like, this, what's going on. But I don't yeah. remember this one. But, um, yeah, I feel like I was always into, like, the Star Wars fandom. Like, it was, like, I've seen, I would watch the movies with, like, family and friends when I was little, but I wasn't really, like, like aware. Because you're not really aware of, like, this whole universe until totally. you're... You can actually comprehend what happens, mm-hmm. but I feel like this was this wasn't my first one to like spark like the Star Wars interest. Is for sure were like the act like the f- first original ones. Yeah. But yeah, what's your preference? Watching four, five, and six, one, two, three. Like, what's the yeah cr- chronological? I order? feel like in high school and college because I've just I've kept up in love with Star mm-hmm. Wars like I had like this memorable I had this like collection of yeah. like toys and things <laughs> growing up um but in college and high school I feel like I didn't love four five and six as much as I should have because those were the first ones I think I just loved all the like the prequels yeah yeah um but now I mean having them all at your hands like on mm-hmm. Disney plus like mm-hmm. I enjoy watching the first ones first yeah. the prequels first and then the old, like... Yeah. But, yeah. Six. Yeah. I feel like it's an unpopular opinion. Yeah. And I know that. <laughs> no, it's okay. I respect you for your opinion. Yeah, I'm totally the opposite. Like, because yeah. my first introduction to Star Wars were, like, four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. And so, watching those, I have memories as, like, a kid watching those ones. And so, it took me a longer time to, like, get into one, two, and three. And then, like, there was a phase in, like, high school, and I just totally made fun of them and, like, thought I was cool because I didn't like the prequels, but, like, as I, I was one of those annoying kids. Yeah. But now, like, as I get older, I'm like, you have to appreciate them for, like, what they are and what George Lucas really, like, wanted to do with these. And so it's so cool to see that his last movie was um, Return of the Jedi, and then he didn't direct until this film. And mm. so he... I don't, I don't know math, but that's a long time. So he yeah. he stepped away from it for such a long time, and then he returned back, and he's like, okay, this is going to be, like, the next film. And so I kind of feel bad that whole, like, it wasn't received well, and, like, George Lucas getting all that, like, hate for it. Yeah. I feel like now, in hindsight, we're obviously seeing, like, one, per se, through six. Yeah. Um, but back then, like, that was the sequel to these original movies and so they're bound to get like a lot of criticism you Mm -hmm. know like people are expecting so much yeah um and like you're saying it's on this verge of like new technology people probably like I don't know they were just really judgy of like what was to come you know and because I'm sure and I didn't know any of this till I watched like documentaries later but like how revolutionary he Mm -hmm. was and like how much he brought to the table like I don't know so many new devices of like dirt like recording things so I mean they don't see any of that until documentaries are made and they see you know all the hard work work being Mm -hmm. put in um but 
I think now that people realize, like myself, like like you said, he didn't have any like not inspiration, but he made every single thing. Yeah. Drew like every single character. Mm-hmm. So that's wild. Like how do you come up with like Darth Vader and yeah. like all this entire family of people universe. from just you know, like your own experience? That's wild. So yeah. I think now we give them more credit because of the creativity mm-hmm. and sure they weren't executed perfectly, but yeah. um yeah, I mean, I feel like we, yeah, it's just expected that people were kind of, yeah, kind of rude about it. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, even now, like, I've listened to a lot of podcasts, like, while I'm at work, and I, like, I'll, like, listen about the Star Wars ones, and just, see, like, they're all talking about, oh, how, like, people were so disappointed in this, and then, like, they, they revert back to the new um, trilogy, and how, like, so many people were disappointed with Last yeah. Jedi, with um, Rise of Skywalker, yada, 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 no one's ever going to be happy, <laughs> yeah. so it's just, like... Like, I think for me, when I realized as, like, the new trilogy of movies came out, like, understanding that everyone's always going to have something negative to say. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I liked The Last Jedi, and I thought it was really interesting because it was such a different take, and I respect it, and I feel like seeing how many people hated it or hated on specific characters for, like, ridiculous reasons, that's, like, when I realized, like, okay, people just like to hate on things that it's not because it's not their vision, yeah. And it's so frustrating because, like, no one's giving credit to the people who, like, went out of their way to create this art for us. Yeah. Why is everyone mad? <laughs> and I feel like what a win for them, right? Yeah. That, like, they feel so related to these characters mm-hmm. that, like, myself, like, I'm upset with how um, these new movies came mm-hmm. out because I I knew what their story was. Yeah. And they did it wrong. Yeah. Um, but, like, <laughs> such a win of them because, like, we relate to them so much, you know, yeah. and we love it so much. Yeah. No, I agree. I feel like that's just, like, I think that's why I don't really – I love Star Wars. I went to Star Wars Celebration when I was in high school. I saw <laughs> Carrie Fisher. I saw Ian McDermott. Like, I, oh I saw goodness. their faces. Like, I I saw, like, like going there and seeing, like, the celeb- literally the celebration mm-hmm. of something that George Lucas created and how, like, decades have gone by and people are still celebrating it for everything that it is. Yeah. It's just incredible. And so that's what gets me upset. It's just, like, people just like to hate on things that because it's not their vision. Like, granted, like, I was, I had, I was pretty upset seeing rise of skywalker yes. for my own reasons like, mm-hmm. i had work the next day couldn't sleep i got one hour of sleep i was tossing and turning like no like this wasn't supposed to happen like, someday we'll talk about that yeah i'm not I, <laughs> not I, now i'm not even ready to rewatch that yeah. i can't rewatch it i just like you just get so attached to these characters mm-hmm. it's understandable for you to get upset about it when the storyline doesn't go your way but it's also like respect the people that created it for you you know and like it's gonna be different and don't start freaking petitions about remaking these movies like have you seen those people oh my god started petitions to um to remake the 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 last jedi and the rise of skywalker that's That's when i was like okay like sit down sit down like (laughs) it just makes me so mad like thinking about it and we can go into like more and more like depth of like everything but we just don't have time to go well eventually as we go through all the movies we'll be able to talk more about the history of like ilm and george lucas and like his inspirations from his japanese films that he was inspired by and just all of all everything that he was inspired by but like for now we're talking about this film yes okay so i have really interesting notes here um i'm just gonna read one to you real quick um one says r2 is my king mall equals hot question mark (laughs) These are my revelations as I rewatch this film because I don't remember the last time I watched this film. Oh I'm going to be honest. I, You said you watched it like two weeks 
ago, right? Yes. And then you rewatched it yesterday. Yeah, out of my it? own leisure. Oh. I it's not one of my favorites. I okay. I've said that in the past, and I do take it back. I don't think it's my favorite at yeah. all. But I just the whole like. I didn't know that it was called that until now, but the saga, the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. And I think I just, like, picked up on that. And I just love seeing Anakin's, like, origin story. Yeah. It's so cute. But it is really slow. The CGI is horrific. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know a lot about that. But, man, that grass is not grass. Yeah, the and grass. That grass is not real. It's really rough, so. Yeah. yeah. No, okay, cool. So, this, The Phantom Menace, is taking place. I'm going to burp again. Ugh. <laughs> The Phantom Menace um, is set 32 years before the original film and follows Jedi Master Qui-Gon Jinn and his apprentice Obi-Wan Kenobi as they protect Queen Amidala, I can't speak, protect Natalie Portman, Queen Amidala, in hopes of securing a peaceful end to the, okay, like, I'm reading this and I'm already, like, I don't understand. It says interplanetary trade dispute. If I'm a five-year-old watching this movie, I am not going to register what the hell this is <laughs> props to me as a five-year-old yeah honestly i'm impressed you're probably you're a prodigy in the mix. <laughs> so they're joined by anakin skywalker a young slave with unusually strong natural powers of the force as they um so basically they're on this adventure and they try to figure out the mysterious um return of the sith mm-hmm. as they're trying to figure out this whole trade federation senate stuff so that's kind of just like the bet like the general consent like idea of the film this film is what almost two two and a half it hours it feels long? really long yeah, yeah i feel like the problem with this i feel like there's just there's too many long scenes <laughs> like yeah there's and we'll get through that but like they're just these scenes are just a bit too long okay let's talk about the opening crawl okay this is your first time seeing an opening crawl in star wars this is cool this is fun there's a lot of big words. <laughs> Can I be that person? Um, yeah. Well, nobody else is in the room, but um, what's the opening crawl? It's the... Da, 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 like the... Oh! Da, 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 and like what you read all fast. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. No. The in the beginning when I was talking about this, I said the yellow words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's opening crawl. That basically, wow. So each Star Wars film has Chills. that. Yeah. Like it's just, it gives yeah. you like the brief. Whatever. I mean, I'm sure the first time that I, I watched them, I read them word for word. Mm-hmm. I think it's so cool that it, like, sets you into it. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's a lot, though. I was, like, reading it, and my first note says, opening crawl equals, what does this even mean? Yeah. It, <laughs> I feel like there are so many long, weird scenes. I mean, I'm sure if you, like, really paid attention. Mm-hmm. But I... I feel like that opening crawl is just so necessary. Like, yeah, what you is need to know. The Trade Federation and all these planets, like, I don't know, at, as me being introduced into Star Wars with all those worlds, I was, I'm yeah. sure I was very lost. It's, I feel like it's a good way to, like, it's a smart way to, like, show people this is what we're doing. Yeah. And even, like, in the newer ones, too, uh, it's so nice. Like, when Force, when I watch Force Awakens, and it kind of gives you the update of what's been happening mm-hmm. since the last film and then you're just like oh shoot i'm caught up this is cool yeah i didn't realize it was 32 years before Mm -hmm. yeah that's wild basically spoiler alert anakin turns into darth vader 32 years from this if you didn't know that what the heck are you doing here (laughs) get the uh, delete this unfollow i'm getting unfollow. press pause go watch the movies go watch it um so yeah so opening so the opening crawl reveals that the trade federation led by um, its viceroy, Newt Gunray, has blockaded the planet of Naboo in hope of resolving a galactic trade dispute. 
Chancellor Valorum of the Galactic Republic sends Jedi Knights, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn, and, um, oh, sorry, Obi-Wan's not a, a Jedi Knight, it's spoiler, mm. end of movie, <laughs> <laughs> on a secret mission to meet with the Trade Federation to settle the crisis. Unknown to them, the Trade Federation is in league with mysterious Sith Lord Darth Sidious, Batty, yeah. and, um, who orders them to invade Naboo with the droid army, and then also, like, tell, like, basically, his orders are to kill the two Jedi. And so they like this is int- this is really cool because this is your first if you're watching like this is your first Star Wars film for the first time this is your introduction to like lightsaber fights mm-hmm. and I think something that the prequels do really well I don't know if this is controversial opinion let me know in the comments <laughs> tell me or um, review me but give me a good review but then tell me why you didn't like <laughs> but like seeing the lightsaber fights for the first time i think these are very well choreographed and i know a lot of people think that they're like too dancey but i think it shows the beauty in like they're pretty freaking cool yeah and like the spinning like they're elegant and like yeah there's only one other person who does it better and that's my husband kylo ren oh gosh (laughs) don't get me started the way he swings that lightsaber (laughs) (laughs) i'm being serious oh the talent oh my goodness but yeah so this is like our first like view into and it's it's crazy to see like okay say if you watched like the original trilogy first Mm -hmm. and then you're seeing this like the upgrade in technology for you to see like the lightsaber fights from then and then now like yeah it's so different it's different but same i feel like it's still beautiful it's still bright but it it feels more real Mm mm-hmm but not all the other CGI stuff, so <laughs> well, we'll get into that. I feel like the dual scenes in this movie make it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. Yeah. It, here we go. It wakes you up, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that, too. So they're trying to get their way into, like, Gun- Gunray's command center and on that ship, so that's why they're, they're being sent there to, like, cut all this crap out, like, this is all bad. But they escape because they literally, all the... the Roger, Roger. <laughs> That's so well. <laughs> oh my god. Almost, uh, they're so annoying, but I yeah. kind of love them. The comedic effect. It's, it's yeah. very neat. And like they know they they suck at their job, yeah. and I think that's what makes it. Even yeah. in um, if you watch Clone Wars, that's so funny. They're like, really funny. Yeah, in there. and they're awful. They have bad aim. They're worse than stormtroopers. <laughs> Fight me on it. It's like a time buffer. Like yeah. we know they're gonna be killed, but we have two minutes. It's like the comedic like relief, and I love it. Yeah. Speaking of comedic relief, so after this, they flee to the surface of Naboo where they meet our king, Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Let me, um, king, I, questionable. King, question mark. I, okay, I <laughs> wrote a quote from Jar Jar Binks. Okay. This is him saying, this is nuts. <laughs> this is nutsin, Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> I just think, I think this is where also where he got, a, George Lucas got a lot of backlash was. Like what were you thinking? With Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Jar Jar? I think he's funny. He has a cute effect. But I mean, you put him with like in a line of C3PO, mm-hmm. RTD2, um, BBA. BBA. And he's just like. I forget about him. He's kind of unnecessary, yeah. you know. But I think there's a time where he becomes like, Padme puts him as he's like. He's a general. Yeah, like, yeah. what the... How did that happen? Yeah, I don't know. That talking, was weird. This is what t- where talking gets you. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I think it's funny. I think it's needed. Yeah. But it is kind of, like... I don't get annoyed by him. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, I'm kind of like, yeah. okay, whatever. I feel like, looking back since watching it a few days ago, it is generally more of a serious film mm-hmm. like i noticed like there wasn't a lot of parts where i was like laughing a lot True. so i feel like he's kind of helpful in like creating but i feel like he 
he is so strong and trying like being funny that it, it feels it feels like an imbalance in the force as you would say Ooh. like like if you have a comedic character but there's no comedy happening it, in the rest of the film then it feels like whoop like a roller coaster yeah so there's no like balance of it totally and so i feel like that's why i get set off like i think he's great i think he's a unique character and we don't see any we don't see an, a character like him after this uh, probably because of all the backlash yeah but i feel like he's a as i've matured through my years under um i have appreciated him for like i understand that george lucas like he thought this was a really good idea and he thought it'd be really nice and funny and i respect that but also it's a little annoying yeah and it's just forced yeah like oh my gosh i stubbed my toe yeah and then okay and like <laughs> he's like always getting himself into trouble almost always dying so it's just kind of like yeah. a distraction <laughs> but i think like, they joke about it too like yeah. oh you're back yeah like he, <laughs> he just survives through this whole film i don't think he was supposed to because yeah. like he he almost gets run over by these huge robot things and it's just crazy um yeah. they go to the surface of naboo and they meet gungan outcast Jar Jar binks he brings them to a, a gungan settlement and the Trade Federation captures Naboo's leader, Queen Amidala. And so basically, they take Jar Jar with, with them to go rescue Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. And then they go up there and escort her. And they go to Coruscant because Qui-Gon Jinn's like, oh, like, this isn't, this isn't safe for you to, like, be here. Like, come to Coruscant with us. Yeah. And that's the capital of the Galactic Republic. And they seek help from the Senate. And then, honestly, this movie's so long. I don't even remember this part. <laughs> R2-D2. This is where we meet R2-D2. So yeah. they go back on the ship, but there's something going on with the ship, and it's attacked by the Federation blockade. And so basically, there's like a bunch of droids, and they kind of help like try to fight them off and stuff. And then we see R2-D2. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's really helpful and refreshing to have a character that's been there since the beginning. Yeah. And C-3PO. Like, obviously, C-3PO isn't in full form in this movie, but... Like, hearing the same little, like, whatever, he yeah. like, his noise is, like, you... So comforting. Yeah, you just, like, oh, he's here. Ugh, yeah. And I think it's such, again, such a unique idea. Mm-hmm. Like, the droids are a part of, like, their family, yeah. you know? And they, like, I think they reference it in almost every movie, but, like, joking that they're going to, like, wipe their memory or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and then the droids get really sad about it because, because like, they, like... Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I understand what R2-D2 says. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, he's such a warm character. I love it. I love it too. And I love the the relationship that him and Anakin form. Yes. (sighs) My heart will go on. Beautiful. So we are introduced to R2-D2. The attack damages the ship's hyperdrive, forcing the party to land on a desert planet of Tatooine for repairs. Tatooine, dry planet, just sand. I'm already springs. Yeah. Thinking about, (laughs) I'm ready to feel dehydrated just thinking about Tatooine. And so while they're looking for parts, Qui-Gon and a handmaiden named Padme, Little Miss, oh, you don't recognize me? I'm actually the queen, <laughs> but I'm not. Let's just, okay, let's just talk about that. We can be real. I did not know that Keira Knightley was in this movie until I watched it two weeks ago. And I don't know why, if I was Googling things mm-hmm. or what. I, oh, I think because I've always noticed that in some scenes, Padme looks different. Mm-hmm. Like her eyes just look a little off. And I'm like, maybe it's the makeup. Maybe you're insane. I don't know. Yeah. So then I finally Googled it. And it was so funny. It was the first thing that popped up of like, one, why does Padme talk like that? Yeah. And two, why does she look different in every other scene? And what's the deal? And then I found out that. Yeah that's her decoy and it, she switches every once in a while and it's so funny because i was like wait natalie portman's voice isn't that deep in real life mm-hmm. like when she would be queen amadala and then i looked up and so basically they recorded her lines but like 
edit them so like her voice was deeper because uh, I, I was like that doesn't match either of their voices i like i was yeah <laughs> and and then, then i saw that um Keira knightley is only like 13 years old but she looked old wild it's crazy and when i see them side by side like in general life like i would never think that they look identical yeah but in that movie they're they look the same like it looks like they have the same eyes or something yeah like, like it's really interesting. i doubted myself that they were two different people yeah and that's crazy and then so basically they kind of like like the the que- like the queen's people kind of are in on it because like they'll switch them off mm-hmm. and so um Keira knightley is queen amidala on the on the ship but then they take natalie portman as padme to um tattooing with them mm-hmm. and so yeah so they go they go on the desert planet and they befriend padme befriends young anakin skywalker Mm-hmm. are you an angel <laughs> i think that's just like so cute it's so cute but it's also kind of creepy <laughs> yeah there's like, a lot of cringe parts yeah there's a lot of like slow like scenes and you're like okay like brother Why sister are they looking at each other like that yeah he's he's how old is he he's nine years old i mean everybody goes and babysits and falls in love with the kid yeah, right that's no that's not girl. okay and she's like i'm how do you think because I don't, I don't see on here how old she is. I mean, I remember in Revenge of the Sith, she references how young she was when she was queen. And I think she says, like, 20? Really? Or being really young. Or maybe she's, like, 15. Right. Because I think she was queen for a while, but not necessarily when she meets Anakin. Mm-hmm. So, or maybe she was a senator when she's saying that. Who knows? I'm getting this all wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm saying he's 12. I'm saying she's 16. Okay. Well, no. See, that seems too close. Okay, he's nine. He's nine. So I'm gonna say, for comfort of my own heart, 13 and a half. <laughs> I'm getting no. She's not that. <laughs> How is she literally leading a world? I know. At 13. That's probably. I, I yeah. say, oh my god, she has to at least be 17. I think she's. Like 15, 16, 17, 21, <laughs> 49. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, it's just weird. And like, I think towards the end when they're like on the space leaving tattooing, mm. that's when you kind of like, oh, she knew. Like yeah. she, she was into it. Yeah. You know, it, she, it's really weird. The way that she like comforts him when he, she's like, oh, you missed your mom. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, like I'm happy to be here with you. No, you're not. No, you're not. Stop like, it. That's just weird. Like, yeah. yeah. I I don't know. And who saves the necklace? If she saved that necklace till her literal deathbed, yeah. she wanted him. That's so weird. I don't like this. <laughs> Ugh, it just makes me so uncomfortable. I don't know why. Who ever thought that that was a good idea? But. Yeah. I mean, he was lost. You know, he, he had yeah. some wounds. Some but he's really still deep... lost. You're going to talk about wounds? Talk about when he, <laughs> when he gets all his, most of his body burnt off. <laughs> literal and the wounds inside. never <laughs> poor anakin the wounds never leave yeah they just build up but yeah total creep that yeah. was creepy that wasn't yeah that's so weird so they meet and so they figure out like oh like we need to like buy some parts to like save our ship blah 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 spaceship and kaigon senses a strong presence in the force in anakin and feels like he might be the chosen one so this is interesting because like you obviously know that Anakin was supposed to be the chosen one if you watch the old movies because you kind of get into that lore. So I feel uh-huh. like watching this, I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, how did Qui-Gon have this prophecy already? Like, he already knew. I thought. Huh. Sorry. 
I've never thought about that. Yeah, he's like, he, Qui-Gon is like, that's why he pushes Anakin to be trained and everything is just because he believes that he's the chosen one. But also, that's just crazy. They just... I did read these, like, just so many tangents of articles. But one of them was, like, George Lucas and his original intent, if he was to make these newer movies that just came out, Mm -hmm. he wanted to go, like, more in-depth on those things Mm -hmm. of, like, where are the origins of all of this in telling, like, the newer stories. So maybe he would have... Like, I know that's yeah. one of his critiques is, like, we never explained any of those things. Yeah, you know? that's, 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 I really do wish that George Lucas took yeah. Helm and the... Like, he, I read that he wanted to talk more about, like, midi-chlorians and how, like, they almost, like, are the life beings mm-hmm. opposed to us, you know? Like, yeah. they have the will of who's, or not the will, but, like... They yeah. have they have the high ground. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I just have. Oh to my goodness, keep... tangents. Uh, I feel like yeah. at the randomest points, I'm like, you are my brother. <laughs> yeah, no, but like even the parts when he's like, Master, you want to train this kid? He's too old. Like Obi Wan is so like not for training or yeah. like taking in Anakin. And I think he knew that. Like he was just no one. I didn't realize how much George Lucas was implementing the, like, idea of a family into yeah. all of this. And that's why we relate to all of mm-hmm. it. But his mother was gone. He didn't have a dad. Mm-hmm. His, and then his, like, supposed dad figure for two days dies. Yeah. And so his whole fate chop, is chop. gone. Yeah. And then this guy who, like, was this brother for a little bit. Like, he just never really had that much faith in, you yeah. know. And then his wife is gone. Who are his kids? Who knows? You were my brother, Anakin. Yeah, we're the chosen. He just one. doesn't have a family. Yeah, I feel like that's also like he just never heals from those wounds. Like as we'll see in Attack of the Clones, they just get worse, and he just decides to kill a bunch of yeah. chill civilians. <laughs> but I won't get into that now because I don't, I don't have a good stance of where I, I am with Anakin. I don't want to break your hearts. I, I don't want to talk about just mass murdering all these kids and everything <laughs> and order 66 whatever okay so Qui-Gon enters Anakin into the Bonta Eve pod race so we're gonna skip a little bit because this movie is ridiculously long <laughs> and so they bid with Anakin's master Watto and to gain the needed parts as well as Anakin's freedom he kind of bids with Watto and then Anakin eludes ev- basically Anakin wins the race and gets his freedom and then bankrupting Watto but then after hesitation, Anakin leaves his mother and and his droid C-3PO behind in Tatooine to go to Jedi. So I think I think that's what, like, imagine if if his mom came with them. Yeah. Like, none of, none of the, a lot of the bad things wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Like, the whole, like, the pull to the dark side really comes from, like, the fear. And that's what Yoda was talking about, like, the fear. Because he's afraid of losing his mother. Afraid that yeah. he's never going to see his mother again. And then the fear of... Padme dying so like that whole fear like could have been avoided and I think he also sees it transpire in the end Mm -hmm. and he tried to intervene Mm -hmm. you know like he went back to save his mom but was too late and even though he's seeing all these premonitions and then he like trains in the dark side for Padme ends up finds out ends up finding out that he's the one who kind of like led to her death yeah so it's like not only did I lose them but I kind of caused it yeah like Poor Having guy. that regret and hope. But the whole time he's just like manipulated, you know? Mm-hmm. I just Sheev. Sheev Palpatine. Yeah. Kick your ass. Yeah. <laughs> and again ends up winning and then he goes with the Jedi back to Coruscant. So as the group prepares to depart, they're attacked by Sith Apprentice, dun dun dun, Darth Maul, who mm. battles Qui-Gon Jinn and the heroes escape. Let's talk about Darth Maul. Yes. I, would, I was terrified of this guy. I saw all this merch everywhere and I'm like, Mom, what's the devil doing at the Disney store? 
Like, wait, why are they endorsing <laughs> Satan? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I don't know where the inspiration came from him, mm-hmm. but pretty much Satan. Yeah, yeah, it's scary. And he kind of, this is kind of scary. I don't want to scare anyone, but he resembles the creature from Insidious. I've never seen it. Oh, don't want, you're going to get too scared. Yeah, I can't down. do that But stuff. that face, like, looks so similar, and it, yeah, Darth Maul's just a scary guy. Like, yeah. I get he's supposed to be evil, but he didn't have to look that evil. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't remember. I don't think I was afraid of him, mm-hmm. but I think he is just a pretty badass. Like, he's really cool. Yeah, just the whole, like, two-sided saber. Like, you go, dude. That's like, you really weren't cool. expecting that. Like, you're just fighting with him, and then, oh, my. Like, imagine fighting someone. You have one lightsaber. Like, oh, I'm like, oh, my God. His friend pulled, Like, I'm dead. Like, I surrender. You need two people. Chop off my head, please. <laughs> Not even going to try. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a pretty cool dude. And I just love that duel between yeah. him obi-wan and qui-gon and yeah. again not until recently did i realize that it was called the duel of duel of fates the duel of fates yep. and just how like it's not just this random cool which i always thought it was and i loved it like that um battle but it's like fully like a premon not a premonition a, a foreshadowing mm-hmm. of like anakin's life i think that's just wild yeah. That's so needed. It's really cool. So Darth Maul's played by Ray Park. He's awesome. For him. And so after they get to Coruscant and then Qui-Gon informs the Jedi Council, the mysterious well-trained attacker, the council becomes concerned that this might indicate the reappearance of the Sith and imposing order that will fall the dark side of the Force and uh, that had long ago disappeared. So Qui-Gon informs the council about Anakin, hoping that he can be trained as a Jedi. After testing the boy, the council refuses, word that he's too old for training, that the fear and anger that he harbors will cloud his future. So this is where I have a problem with the Jedi. Mm -hmm. As I watch Clone Wars, it grows. Yeah. (laughs) And I think it's so pick and choose your battles, but they only want to hear the good things and don't want to deal with the bad things. Yeah. (laughs) Like if they have that sense of like that, oh, I don't know if this guy is going to be good in the long run, like maybe we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Train him, and I get, like, okay, Qui-Gon eventually dies, and then his last dying wish was for Obi-Wan to train him, to train Anakin, but just, like, if you got a bad feeling about it, I got a bad feeling about this, don't do it. Yeah. I just feel, as I watch these, I'm like, everything could have been avoided, but no, because we have a story to tell. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody makes the wrong decisions in these movies. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's just something that the Jedi, like, Yoda always goes off to, like, there's a problem, Jet, um... Yoda, the the Jedi Temple's on fire. Oh, I gotta go meditate on that. Yoda, like, there's no more food in the cafeteria. I gotta go meditate on it. Like, Yoda, um, everyone said, help me. I gotta go meditate on it. Like, he's yeah. just always going to, like, we're, like, we see the action eventually, but it's just like, where's the action? Yeah, totally. And I feel like Mace Windu, like, he has a big say, too, which is like, where did you come from? You yeah. Yeah. There's really no, I mean, I guess there's no development of Yoda either, but I don't know. Mace Windu sometimes seems a little random because he yeah. has such a large say in, like, what happens. He's like, yeah. And, um, I don't know, I just feel like he had something against yeah. Anakin. I'm like, dude. And you your... see it, though, in um, Return of the Jedi when he's, like, on his deathbed and then Luke is talking to him and he says something kind of, like, basically tells him that the ways of the Force and, like, the whole Jedi Order, it was kind of... Um, he just kind of like kind of eludes in like a very light way like the Jedi weren't always right and they didn't make the best decisions. Oh wow. And so I I recently discovered that as I, I rewatched the original trilogy like a month ago. But hearing his words about that and then you see like the path that Luke takes in the new saga, the new trilogy, and seeing like that's why he's so like, Oh, I don't know how I feel about the Jedi because so many things that they did were wrong. Yeah. And so I feel like he Yoda eventually learns from those mistakes, you know. Yeah. And so it's really interesting. Because, I mean, there is, you know, like, the good and the bad, and you know that, like, 
not harboring all this anger it's mm-hmm. not the good thing you know yeah but yeah i think they make a lot of dumb decisions and like you see in revenge of the sith too like um anakin has like these one-on-one like therapy sessions with yoda mm-hmm. and i'm like why in that moment didn't you feel safe enough to be like hey my wife is gonna die yeah you know he just said like oh i've been having dreams <laughs> yeah and so yeah but as as these movies especially go on i'm kind of like what what are we thinking like the jedi and so it so now watching like the new movies like seeing how the jedi have fallen kind of makes sense because of the decisions they made yeah like now it does make sense yeah so let's bring in Sheev, Sheev Palpatine, mm. Master of Disguise. How do you not recognize this guy? Even when he's wearing a cloak, like my I, goodness, these people are idiots. This guy is just—I love to hate him because he's so good at manipulating, and he like he gets what he wants, but yeah. nobody's like that's okay. That's the thing of the Jedi. How do they not sense that this guy is the Emperor? Like what? They're You're the in, protectors of the universe, and you didn't realize that yeah. this guy. I was I was a Sith multiple times are all in the same room with him and it's just like you can't sense that that darkness yeah I don't know I guess I'll have to be a a Jedi could only understand I guess and I love even in this movie he does it and it's just like a director's thing I guess but like they'll like when he at the end when he told Anakin like oh I'll be watching your career Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like it's just so funny that like obviously he had a plan back then of like what he was gonna do with Anakin but I just think it's funny that, like, they allow us as the audience to, like, see his, like, yeah. mischievous smile. Um, and he does that all throughout like the Like, the long shots. And you'll see, like, when Padme goes back home. And then he's like, oh, no. Why are you leaving? But then that end shot of him, he's kind of, like, smirking. He's like, yeah. this is exactly what I wanted. And I think That's it's, like. crazy. I think it is so interesting and rewarding to watch the same actor who played yeah. it in the old see films. See him actually age. Yeah. And just see how, like. He was younger then, but he's playing older back then, and now he's playing his younger self. Crazy. But he's like, he's so Ian McDermott in this film. Like he's he's loving it. He's lo- he loves the scene. Like he is mm-hmm. just he is in this film, and he enjoys it. You could tell because he he's just an incredible actor. Like seeing this, I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy loves this character, and to harbor that character for so long and be able to put it on the screen, and then even now in Rise of Skywalker, if you haven't watched it, sorry, this is not spoiler. <laughs> I'm like giving you a spoiler warning. <laughs> you had your time <laughs> um but yeah to see him like kind of you kind of see like how he started and where he ended up yeah the baddie i think he portrays it so well like i think everybody has to admit that they thought you know if i was a jedi what would i do you know yeah. and he's manipulative and i mean there's definitely this like um like appeal of like this stronger power yeah. in the dark side you know and like that's what anakin like well, we keep we're we'll have to talk about Revenge of the Sith. Sorry, we keep going back and forth all the films. It's so hard not to reference all of them while you're talking yeah. about him. But um, when he talk, tells him about like Darth Plagueis and like how he conquered, like how they that whole like conquering death, and then that immediately sparks that that interest in Anakin. Like, oh, like I have these visions of Padme, and like I wanna I wanna save her from death. So that's why I'm gonna listen to the pull of the dark side because i want that power yeah but it's also ultimately it's the choices that we make in like all these films like you either choose to be good or choose to be bad like you yeah to to accept padme's death and that vision like you don't even know if that's real but say if he did like understanding that i have to stay with the light and i have to be okay with it and i'll grow from it but they want to like but when you, immediately when you know you have that power and you use it for bad mm-hmm. to control, like, that's when everything gets messed up. And yeah. just, like, so many parallels to, like, 
religion i guess and to harry potter my religion just kidding (laughs) 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 but like understand like harry had those choices to like he had the power to do good and or bad and he chose it's all the decisions that we make He, he decided ultimately to choose like the light side and he to save his friends you know there's so many times when he could have just saved himself and then just done his own thing but he wanted to protect those around him yeah and i think also the jedi and the sith both have this common goal ironically Mm -hmm. of like peace Mm -hmm. and like what is peace for this universe yeah and the jedi are like we're gonna do it by even if we find this evil villain we're not gonna kill him you know we're gonna like put him on trial we're gonna do all this where the sith is like we're gonna silence everyone Mm -hmm. and that's how we're gonna achieve universal peace yeah you know which is like i mean sure you'll get there in the (laughs) end like okay but it yeah it's crazy how they like you have to really choose as like an audience member you know like what side are you on yeah how are you gonna do that it's so it's crazy sorry i had to go back and forth because i don't i don't know the line the timeline of this film (laughs) (laughs) so they go back to coruscant and kai gunjin tells the jedi council about the um about darth maul and then they become concerned and the kai gun is like okay can we also like train anakin like i brought this boy in Mm -hmm. um i believe he's a chosen one and he does a test and he does really well but then they sense the Jedi sense the fear and the anger in him and the potential of what that could become. Mm-hmm. So they tell him no. So then like Kaigan's kind of holding like babysitting babysitting this kid for now, you know? Yeah. And just like he he probably had he had intentions of just training him on his own, which is cool. I feel like Kaigan, I want to learn more about him. I think there's some books about him just to like he obviously went against the will of the Jedi a lot and like he did his own thing. But I think it's really interesting. Even this, I was like, oh, he's so much more bolder. Than- yeah, I think Yoda even says, like, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan, don't pick up uh, Qui-Gon's, like, uh, I don't know, he goes against the grain all yeah. the time, you know? Which so. is really cool, though, and which, like, it's funny to see when when um, when Obi-Wan becomes a, a Jedi Knight, he's more by the rule. Yeah. But then you see that Qui-Gon and Luke, um, not Luke, sorry, uh, Qui-Gon and Anakin were more, were more similar in that way of, like, Anakin never goes by the rules, but he always gets mm-hmm. a job done yeah so it's really interesting yeah, i it is i just wish we would have seen more of that uh, he's so hot when he gets older sorry that's weird <laughs> to delete that <laughs> um so yeah so they um so then this is this is also where i get confused so they do like the senate meeting thing so there's everyone in there oh yes and they try to so basically this is where they're gonna they're going to veto their vote and then remove Val- Valorum from power. And then that eventually leads to Palpatine's nomination. But yes. this is all, like, this was already, like, planned out in Palpatine's mm-hmm. diary. Because he put that seed into, uh, into Padme's, like, um, her head. Like, oh, like, he he has no control. Like, he's not he's not fit to, like, be in power. And so that's when um, Amidala, like, uh, she, she says, like, oh, like, to the council. Like, I think we should rethink about his position of power and she gives to someone else and evidently look who ends up getting it it's Mm -hmm. palpatine so it all works out for him and it's like interesting because i feel like padme for sure i keep going back and forth padme and amadala same person um they so she she trusts this guy so much and this is like this is her like her confidant and her leader and so she never like questions really anything i don't i haven't seen the second one in a while but i'll have to see like how that gross because basically she has padme he has padme and anakin at like yeah she's holding he's holding their hands and like controlling basically and manipulating them and so yeah it's and i've thought too like 
I'm sure in some way he really did lead them together, uh-huh. you know, like he yeah. just the way everything works out, like he was behind every single mm-hmm. move, you know, he's the one who made Padme feel threatened yeah. to want to question this guy's leadership yeah. and then put this other put him in. Yeah. So he smart guy. Yeah. And what? so after that, that's when um, Padme says, I'm going to go back to Naboo. And so she should. Um, so ba- sorry, I'm going to go back. The vote removes Valon from power and leads Palpatine's nomination for the position. And Amidala considers it too late to be effective to stop the Federation invasion by herself. The queen decides to return to Naboo with her security team, two Jedi, R2-D2, Anakin, and Jar Jar. So they, they go back to Naboo, and, like, Padme's trying to help her people because all of those, like, so many people in Naboo are getting killed and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is where Padme reveals herself as Queen Ramadal and forms an alliance with the Gungans for the battle against the Trade Federation. So the Gungans have this fight with the, the Roger Roger people and all those other guys, <laughs> the Federation army away from the capital, and then that allows the the group to like infiltrate the palace to save a bunch of the leaders so padme and them, okay. they all go in there and they all fight yeah and then this is where darth maul comes back yes duel of fates happens mm-hmm. i just i wish i could play the music in the background uh, maybe i could i don't know how rights work this is only second episode i don't know <laughs> so basically this is so reading articles talking about this movie this is like the biggest thing yeah. all the articles talk about duel mm-hmm. of fates and it it does it wouldn't have worked without john williams score because oh he goodness. created the song the song is called duel of fates and dun, he dun, 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 yeah and he just and every like montage or like thing you see of star wars like this is always in there because you never forget it this just like the heightened scene and it's a long scene but it's a it's a long scene that you want to watch because oh, yeah. the action like it's both of them against him and then oh like obi-wan gets knocked down oh um Qui-Gon gets knocked down and then it's like either both of them or one at a time yeah and it's so cool to see like just like the artistry and choreography in this fight yeah. is incredible so good yeah. and there is a part where where Qui-Gon like sits down and like meditates for a little bit mm-hmm. when like the rays go up the rays yeah. and I always want like I want to look up thoughts on that because yeah. I feel like what the heck was he doing like mm-hmm. I don't I've kind of thought like maybe he wanted like he knew he's gonna die like the way that he dies how did you miss that like how did you he not block yourself forehead like <laughs> like it just you fought for seven minutes you know yeah. and then that's how you died yeah. um i just feel like darth maul got him so easily right after he meditates like maybe he intended that's... that for happen for that to happen and then obi-wan you know he wanted him to step up to the yeah. plate and i, I need to know. read about that because i what i thought immediately when i saw it the similarities of when Obi-Wan reunites with Darth Vader in A New Hope. <gasps> and then he kind of meditates real quick. Oh, and he does that thing. God. He meditates a little. And then he, like, turns into a force ghost. And then he technically gets, quote-unquote, killed by Darth Vader. But he was, yeah. Wow. And so that's, like, immediately what I thought. I'm like, is there, like, a relation there? If you, if anybody listening does have a perfect explanation, we're not geniuses. We don't know every answer to Star Wars. Yeah. But, like, that's, like, a similarity that I saw. And I was like, oh, wait. Like, he kind of meditates before it. It just seems weird. When do you ever see a Jedi take a break? You know, like, oh, I'm a little tired right now. Like, it felt all intentional. And he was kind of, like, waiting for, like, that red thing to go away so he can, like, jump in and fight again. Mm -hmm. But, like, it looked like he, yeah, he was meditating. Like, he's so strong in the Force. And, like, we didn't even get to see any of that. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so that happens. This is... This is crazy. I just feel like Qui-Gon didn't need to die. No. But I feel like everything's intentional. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. 
so sad and mm. then so so yeah so in that obi-wan gets delayed and so he for sure could have saved qui-gon if they weren't separated but you know how it works <laughs> and so yeah so all this fighting is still happening in the background while kareem amadala and the forces fight their way back into the palace to capture nuke gunray the baddies and then anakin sucks kind of somehow ends up like fighting with like oh my gosh so everyone good. and like it's just crazy that's when i was like oh shoot like he is really talented like yeah. i forgot about this scene. like no wonder like he is like the best pilot they've uh-huh. ever seen like he's literally nine years old and he's out there fighting and like he completely saved the whole battle he saved everyone and so it's just like crazy i'm like oh shoot like i did i under i underestimated his powers but yeah so <laughs> it was just like really interesting i was like oh shoot like he's He's doing it. Like, he's nine. Imagine nine years old flying it in space and, like, you're you're saving a bunch of people. Yeah. And so that's when I was like, okay, this guy's got talent. <laughs> this yeah. kid this kid is talented. And so while that, like, so there's, this is kind of a cool scene. I think this is my favorite scene because there's three different action scenes happening. And I feel like I'm fully engaged. Like, this was, like, the only time I felt, like, super engaged. Like, mm-hmm. what's going to happen to Qui-Gon? What's happening with Anakin? What's happening to Padme? Like, all, like three different stories and i felt like it didn't feel congested like i felt like i was being entertained mm-hmm. and i wanted the action the whole time but i just got it at the end yeah but um last 10 minutes so yeah so they so qui-gon re-engages with darth maul like they kind of get separated for a sec and then um he darth maul like bumps him in the forehead and then stabs him in the stomach and then qui-gon's gone yeah and then obi-wan catches up and he slices maul in half and it's pretty graphic, like, just seeing, like, the little two slices. Because you know not at first. You're like, did he get stabbed? Did he yeah. slice them? And then you see. The two parts split. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. You, like, graphic. see his face, too. It's like, oh! Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of gross. But, but obviously, spoiler alert, he's not really dead. And I didn't know that till maybe yesterday. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I knew. I just think that's crazy. I want to yeah. know how. I'm going to definitely watch all that. Yeah. You have to watch all of them. I don't want to tell you which one, so you're not spoiled. I already told you. Yeah, I definitely. Um, I'm a mom solo. I solo. hear that. I heard that he came back. Clone Wars. He and comes in a lot. Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like I'm a excited baddie. to see. Yeah, he's a really interesting character, and I'm glad they did that because I feel like I would have liked to know more about him. Like that was the Emperor's like right hand man, so like mm. he's a big deal. Like he's done a lot, and so yeah. So basically, Darth Maul chopped up obi-wan um he so qui-gon's still kind of like breathing he's like dying slowly and in his final breath qui-gon's like you need to train anakin mm-hmm. and then and then obi-wan's like Ugh, i guess so <laughs> and so that's what they'll have to he'll train him to be jedi so in the aftermath the newly elected chancellor palpatine congratulates queen amidala on her victory he's like all happy he's like i just hate like throughout this whole movie he's so happy and like oh yeah. like i don't know anything but he's I he's had a lot of wins in this yeah movie. and they'll just keep he'll just keep winning yeah <laughs> and it's so frustrating i think it's just like it must, it's just so hard to watch it and be like he gets away with everything mm-hmm. ugh, ugh, i hate him but i love him at the same time sheep and um so i congratulate him this is where he's like oh anakin i'll be watching you very carefully da 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 my new apprentice da 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 darth vader yeah and the jedi council um promotes obi-wan to the level of jedi knight and yoda reluctantly accepts obi-wan's request to train anakin and his padawan i just feel like yoda should have like like held his ground and just be like nope either no or how can we look more into this and help this kid yeah you know like like, it was a guess and let me 
just turn away. Yeah. No, I agree. I just felt like that was just so frustrating. Come I, on, Yoda. What the? Yeah. It's so annoying. And then, so during Qui-Gon's funeral, Mace Windu and Yoda agree that Maul was killed by Obi-Wan. However, because there's always two Siths at any given time, they believe there's another Sith that still exists and the identity of that Sith is still uncertain. A large celebration is held in Naboo to celebrate the world's liberation and a newborn alliance between Naboo and the Gungans. Also, there, so when they said there's always two, there's always, yeah. there's always two. There's got to be a word, a master and apprentice. So that's really smart in their part because they're kind of already looking into like, okay, who is it? Yeah. And then we'll see the next movie. But I love that Mace Windu asks, he's like, there's always, you know, the leader and then the apprentice mm-hmm. even on, you know, the dark side. So he was like, did, which one did we kill? Oh, so like, yeah. They don't know whether they killed the big one or the little one. Yeah, and it's crazy because Palpatine is in this like same room as them in the funeral. He's only a few people away. Yeah, and it's just like he's right there. Totally. That's what gets me. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's right there. Like, yeah. Huh. And he, I think, in the moment too, like, where's Count Dooku and all of this? Yeah. You know, because by the next movie, that's Count Dooku is the Sith. You know, so. Yeah. I don't know. I always have wondered that too. Like, where where did that happen? Mm-hmm. Because he was a Jedi before. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, maybe even at that point he was like Anakin's it. Yeah, know? that's so. crazy. Yeah. So, do you did you tell me already your what your favorite movie was from the prequels? No. So prequels were saying four, five, six. One, two, three. Right. Oh my god. These ones. I'm canceled. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. It's confusing uh one two three my favorite um so one i saw this is the first one i saw but i don't think that was my favorite mm-hmm. if you asked me in high school i probably would have said attack of the clones okay mm-hmm. i don't but but i know that's not okay mm-hmm. now today i think it's revenge of the sith yeah that's a that's my favorite one i think it's kind of like almost a basic opinion you know like if you say revenge of the sith is your favorite people are like kind of questioning mm-hmm. you you know like because it's not one of the original ones. But I think it's so beautifully it's made. It's really And good. when you see why things are framed the way they are, like with Darth Vader's, you know, like a, like when he rises mm-hmm. up, and then at the same time you're seeing Padme's death. Mm-hmm. Like, what the? That is That's so poetry. cool, you know? Yeah. There's so many scenes like that that it's like really helps you understand, I think, the film and like the tragedy of it all so much better yeah where like in a phantom menace you're kind of confused what's going on yeah you know i think revenge of the sith revenge of the sith is just so cool yeah i I, I agree i feel like this is not my favorite i think because of the pacing of everything so you're like slowly like it's just it's just a slow journey and i i i don't know like i just yeah i appreciate it for what it is for the, what the movie is but i just feel like i want to know I don't, I don't need all this. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. But it does. Like, I just need, I need more action, but I also, I just want to, I don't, like, I don't want all these long, long dragged out scenes about, like, I understand the government and all that's important, like, the Senate and all that, but I'm not entertained by that idea. So I think that's why I really like the, the new movies too, because like, it's not all about that technically. Yeah. Because it's all kind of fallen, so there's no order technically, but yeah, I feel like I like this movie, though. I'm glad I watched it. Don't think I'll watch it for a while. Yeah. But I... Once in a while kind yeah, of movie. Yeah, I appreciate it for what it is. But, yeah, I think Re- um, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite Yeah. of the prequels. And then Empress Strikes Back, favorite all time. Really? Mm-hmm. 
That oh. favorite all time. I mean, oh jeez, is it Revenge of the Sith? Am I? It's it's really good. You, I think that's one of the better ones. Like I love, um, oh my, Hayden God. Christensen. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> what's the sixth one called? Uh, Revenge of the Sith. No, the sixth. Return of the Jedi. Yeah, we're definitely cutting that out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I leave it. In. <laughs> um like i love return of the jedi but i don't know i think i think revenge of the sith is my favorite i feel like it gives you that emotional like connection like oh like this is this guy's this is a tragedy he never had happiness in his life and he's always so close to having that happiness and every time i watched it last night every time i watch it i am an idiot and think something different's gonna happen this time you <laughs> so know he's not gonna give in this time he's not gonna throw mace windu out the window yeah. he's not gonna ride that ship and go and you know see and and intervene in that part yeah, like I missed it for but every time yeah. it happens and i get so disappointed because there's so many points that he's truly on the verge and mace windu even tells him like i sense this like confusion yeah but I'm, st- I'm not going to, like, lock you in your room, which he should have. He should have locked that kid in his room. Yeah. Take, ship him back to um, Tatooine. Tatooine. Yeah, yeah, literally in that moment. No, I agree. But, yeah, the first one, I think it, the intent, like, in hindsight is really cool. I think it's necessary. Mm-hmm. And, again, to see more of Anakin's wounds. Like, again, like we said, like, if Qui-Gon just would have taken his mom with him, Everything probably... would have been okay. Yeah. He could have had a girlfriend. Qui-Gon could have had a... Um, Shmi could have been his girlfriend. There were some moments. He, yeah. like... Okay, when um, Anakin is actually in the pod race, Qui-Gon... Um, oh, my God. That's so <laughs> gross. Where are we doing that? Um, when Anakin is actually in the pod race, Qui-Gon puts his hands on top of yeah. her shoulders. Like, you know, like comforting her. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw that. Yeah. I saw the intent. The chemistry. They had something. Yeah. There's probably some fan fiction. <laughs> I won't read it, though. Don't, don't look I'm it up. Don't not want to read that. But yeah, no, there's moments, and I'm like, mm, romance, mm-hmm. question mark? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even want to talk about it, but. Like, like, he asked her, who's the daddy? Yeah. And she said, there ain't one. Literally. But, like, come on. Like, if Obi-Wan, spoiler for Clone Wars, fell in love with Duchess Satine, Qui-Gon could have fallen in love with Shmi. She's um, Duchess of Mandalore. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a beautiful story. Oh, my God. You have to watch it. It's okay. the tension. Oh. See, that was... Oh, we don't have to go there, but that was my one argument with the latest movie was like, Jedi don't fall in love. We yeah. need to stop this. But They're human. Maybe They're they human. Do. Yeah, I guess they do. Uh, if I was a Jedi, I'd fall in love with Adam Driver any day. Oh, man. I, I mean, we it. didn't... Here we go. We didn't get enough props. Give mm-hmm. enough props to my man, Anakin Skywalker. Okay. Hayden Christensen. So hot. Beautiful. Dear talented. Lord. Have you seen Life as a House? He's talented. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it in one of my comm classes. I haven't. But I think, you know, in some ways, like, him and Natalie Portman, they just didn't do it. Mm-hmm. The chemistry was so horrible. But him as... Anakin is just beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I wish somehow he could have had more than two movies. But. Yeah. And I, anyone who gave Hayden Christensen hate, you know what? I hate Santu. Poor guy. Like, <laughs> yes. he hasn't been in any more movies. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, even like Daisy Ridley, like, she, like, deleted her social media oh my because God. people started bullying her because they said they didn't like her character. People are just awful. Don't be awful. If you listen to this, I hope you're not one of those Star Wars fans. You better not. Because. Come on, we have you love people. You have to love the people. You can't hate them. I think he did fabulous. He did really good. 
this little kid okay let's real real quick let's talk about jake lloyd okay uh, i read i was reading this thing and he got a lot of hate and he got bullied a lot in school after he did this movie oh, no. so i felt bad and he even got arrested for something shut but he's up. i think he's okay now but like Are you okay it, but like that's the thing though so many people bullied him because of his portrayal and like you know yippee <laughs> he wasn't the best the amount of times the kid said yippee in this movie it just didn't it didn't fit yeah it didn't fit right yeah there's like i feel like they probably didn't really know how to write a kid character but they just had to do it because you needed the origin yeah so there were a lot of times i was like oh i don't really like what he's saying or how he's acting but he's also a kid but also like the this is it doesn't match up to the anakin we see in the next film totally a lot years years yeah. apart but yeah, but I feel like everyone else said pretty, like, Ewan McGregor just gets hotter and hotter and hotter in each movie. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's just, but he's also amazing. Like, he just, he, he studied Alec Guinness's, um, voice. He's his original Obi-Wan Kenobi. So hmm. he, he, like, yeah, he, he kind of, like, trained himself to, like, have the same tone and, like, the accent and everything. So he really, like, paid attention to that to make sure that it was it matched wow so he really cared about his character too so it was really i feel cool. like he is obi-wan yeah i can't see anyone else and i can't wait for that eventual netflix oh my goodness oh my god cut that <laughs> <laughs> that eventual disney plus obi-wan kenobi yeah show because i can't wait for that i love obi-wan kenobi so i'm much. so excited that he's gonna be that. and that's him oh it's no. only it could only ever be ewan mcgregor yeah my king he's such a good character yeah. So good. Okay. Any last thoughts? Do you have any last thoughts about this movie? Um, one, if you've never seen Star Wars, this whole universe is so incredible. It's awesome. And it really, like, aside from all the lightsabers and all the flashy things and the weird things, you know, Um, there's some weird things, you know. Um, I think it's like a, it's a, movie about family Mm -hmm. you know and you find your character you find yourself in some character and it's just so good yeah like just let yourself love it yeah watch it don't listen to all the haters don't yeah never listen to haters but especially not for star wars like i'm telling you right now like i didn't tone myself down but i freaking love star wars Mm -hmm. and like i could cry about it i just you know when you've seen it you know the feeling you get like it's just attached yeah it's like it's beside nostalgia like it's just so deep when yeah. you watch it no, you know i agree so yeah again i don't think this movie was executed the best but i love the origin story i love star wars story, yeah. and i think you could watch it as the first one and see all the ones all yeah. the way through i so. that'd be interesting to see like i would love to have seen it this way too so you kind of follow a, a time the correct timeline yeah but yeah no i agree with what you said like i love star wars but i'll get i feel like as each ep- star wars episode gets on i'll get more and more passionate and louder mm-hmm. this is just the first one and i like i wasn't really familiar with this but i remember like bec- just this wasn't my first memory of star wars so i don't remember my first time watching this one but i do remember watching all the other ones for the first time yeah like this came out like i was two years old and i wasn't ready but then when it, like the other ones came out i kind of just skipped over to that one so attack of the clones came out and i was like okay i, I could watch this yeah but i feel like yeah like if you haven't seen Star Wars, really watch them. And it's, you know, there's a lot of criticism, but there's always criticism about, criticism about everything. And, like, love it for its story and, like, what it, the worlds that it created. Like, we would, technology and the movie-making industry would not be the same without Star Wars. And it means yeah. so much to everyone. The story, like, choosing good versus, good versus evil. Like, everyone, the ultimate, the theme of, like, making your own choices mm-hmm. and the effects that those choices have on you and others yeah pretty deep to like 
register after when you're an adult watching these movies. Yeah. But yeah, they're made for a reason. I feel like George Lucas, thank you for making them. Oh my And God. just like Lucasfilm and every like oh my God like all these people and like the art the characters that like we'll see or we'll hear on on TV and we'll immediately know like oh that's C3PO oh that's R2D2 yeah oh that's Babu Frick. <laughs> <laughs> I love King. that guy. I know, I love him. But yeah, just see, like, they appreciating Star Wars for the stories that it created and the characters that we'll always take with us, you mm-hmm. know? That's so important. And, like, the man- like seeing the Mandalorian, seeing the LBY, little baby Yoda. Oh, my, oh my baby. Like, just how it just creates all these characters in these new worlds like clone wars mandalorian rebels like yeah all these things it's just incredible to see like how one seed created a whole world yeah yeah and that's the story of birth thank you guys so much for listening um i hope you enjoyed this episode thank you guys for all your support it's been really cool it's only been four days and i've had 105 Yay. um listens plays and i was i honestly was not expecting that so uh, thank you guys so much for your support and listening and share this podcast with your friends you know we're still it's still new only second episode so we're still trying to figure out the format of everything but just thank you for coming along for the ride and thank you ariana for being a second guest on here yeah thanks yeah, for having me of course thank you bye everyone bye <laughs> Bum 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 b